0: You're listening to the Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Podcast, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode.
1: Welcome to Season 5, Episode 24 of the Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Fiondo, and this week I'm so excited to bring you this conversation uh, because. It's totally from the Lord. I had some schedule changes, and a guest had to be moved last minute. And so I was just praying, like, Lord, I know this is the week before the episode, and usually I schedule two months in advance, but I know you can bring somebody. And then He brought Kenesha Griffin into my path, and I just knew that this was who i was supposed to have on the show next um so kanisha is an author she has been a writing mentor a literacy coach and she is founder and ceo of create and blossom literary studios which she will tell you all about so kanisha welcome to the show
0: thank you so much for having me just it's wonderful to be here
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. And before we talk about all the books and the writing and your business, um, I was wondering if we could back up and you could tell us how you came to know the Lord.
0: Absolutely. Wow. I love to share the story so much because, I mean, my my parents, I, I certainly have to just give honor and respect to them because... Uh, they really have played a huge, huge part and they were very, very in- instrumental in um, being a great example of what it meant to be um, a person after the heart of God. And um, we we went to church. You know, I have one of those testimonies that I grew up in the church. You know, I was a little girl. And, you know, who went to Bible, Bible school, uh, Sunday school, and then uh, participated in different programs and participated in the choir. sang in the little Kingdom Kids choir, they called it when I was a little girl. And uh, just always was involved. My mother sang in the choir. My dad was a deacon at the church. And then, you know, I helped in other areas. And so I grew up watching my family, watching my parents serve in ministry. Um, but the beautiful part of it for me was it wasn't just that my parents, you know, did did this religious act every single Sunday. No, they truly loved God with all of their hearts. They illustrated that every day in what they, and how they provided for us and how they encouraged us in the Lord every day. So I was really surrounded by people who sincerely loved God. And, uh, and so of course, you know, the Lord, um, began to speak to me, and and uh, and I just, I said yes to the call very early. I remember being, um, wow, I think I remember the first time I accepted Christ. I think I was like maybe 10 to, to 12 years old or so, you know, the, the super, you know, little girl so excited to about following after God. Yeah. But then fast forward in some years, um, I remember being at the age where I fully understood um, what God's love for me really meant. Um, his call upon my life um and and intentionally decided to you know to move forward with whatever it is that the lord wanted me. I wanted to be what God wanted me to be for him. And uh, so my love for him just increased. And then my desire to learn more of who he was and to, um, I would always say things like, I want to know God, like Moses knew God. I want to know God, like Abraham. I want him to speak to me the way that he spoke to them back in the day. And, and those were my sincere prayers. And, um, and I'm just, I'm thankful, you know, for my relationship with him. So God has shown himself, in so many ways, of course, through his word, um, mm-hmm. but through incredible people that have mentored, encouraged and walked through life with me. Um, and he just continues to do so even, even now for me and as I pour into my, my children and, and help to lead them. So, yeah, I, I love the Lord. He's awesome. Yes,
1: <laughs> that is a beautiful testimony. And so you. did you know from a young age that you wanted to be a writer or how did you discover your purpose?
0: Yes. So that is also really, really funny because that really started back then. And it's interesting when I think about it now, as as a 41-year-old adult, it's like, okay, I I remember being that little girl that loved to write in journals, the the little girl that had her diaries, The little girl that loved to write stories. Um, And I just remember, I, I believe the Lord reminded me of those moments when I would make the little books out of construction paper and get and get the yawn, and use the hole puncher, and, and make my little books, and then present those to my mom, or to a family member for a birthday, or something, you know, and my mom would light up each time, she loved mm-hmm. to see us, you know, just um, pour our love through our arts, and crafts, and you know, the little things we did as, as little kids, I love to see my little girls do it now, so it's exciting for me, so I understand how she felt uh, as a as a mom, um, but, but I did, I started just that young, you know, very, maybe between five and eight, just making my own little books. And then, you know, of course, life, you know, happens, and then you grow. And then I always had an interest um, an interest in reading, uh, and in stories. And so uh, God just brought those things back to my memory in my adulthood. And, uh, and I said, Okay, well, Lord, here, here I am. And, uh, you know, from there, it's just, it just took off. Now I had the opportunity to help, to help other people. I was working full-time in higher education, and I had to stop working because I had um, a very high-risk pregnancy. My oldest son was uh, was high-risk, and so I already had two miscarriages before him, mm. and so my doctor put me on bed rest. And so when I was on bed rest and, and stopped working, uh, the Lord reminded me of, of my love of writing and um, that this is something I could use to to bless other people. So then it just took just off from there.
1: Yes. Yeah. What was your first
0: book? My very first book was a devotional and it was called, um, I think I named it Simply Wisdom, like tidbits of inspiration for your journey or something like that. And so I actually made the very first book uh, as a collection of uh, blog posts that I had wrote. So when I first started writing, uh, authors would often say, you have to have your own blog. You have to have your own website. It's good to blog. You meet people in the community. You know, there's lots of good benefits of it. And so, and so I did, I listened, you know, to their wisdom and I made this blog called The Ready Writer because one of my favorite scriptures was the verse that talks about um, my, I think it says my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. I think that's what the the scripture Mm -hmm. says. And I said, well, Lord, I love that. That's me. So (laughs) I called my blog The Ready Writer and uh, I was extremely excited because most of the content that i shared there was was devotionals it was just to encourage people in the faith i have been through some you know some things at, at that point in my life and um i understood how it felt to to feel discouraged or to to feel hopeless you know to feel you know lots of negative feelings you know that the enemy tries to use uh to stop us from doing what god has called us to do mm-hmm. so i wanted to share some hope and inspire people with the word of god and just what a word that i believe the lord had you know was sent me to share to them. And so I took those things, and uh, after so long of doing my blog, and actually just compiled them into my very first book, which ended up being that devotional. So
1: that's amazing. And earlier, when you were sharing about your testimony, how you came to know the Lord, you know, you mentioned that you wanted a faith like Abraham and like Moses. And now hearing you mention some struggles you've been through and hardships, you know, I think about the lives of Abraham and Moses and it was in these intense moments of pain or confusion or, you know, God telling you to move but you don't know where you're going and you know, these these times of like extreme growth often went along with hardship. And so I guess my question is, what have you learned about walking through suffering mm. and like how to do that mm-hmm. and grow deeper with the Lord instead of having the suffering turn you away from the Lord? Absolutely.
0: That, that is a very great question. And, um, and it's, it's so similar to a question that a uh, counselor, a therapist even asked me once before when I did uh go to, therapy before. Uh, so I, I know most of us, I, I sit around and I listen to lots of people share their personal stories all the time. It's a mm-hmm. big part of what I get to do at Create and Blossom. You know, I help people share their personal stories. And uh, I, I sit and listen, and, and many times I am blown away by the different things that the obstacles that they have been able to endure. Uh, it's almost like sometime I'll watch a movie, you know, and I'll, and I'm, I'm looking at this film and I'm thinking, how in the world are they going to get out of that? You know, are they going to come through that? Like we don't see the struggle and the, you know, the way um, that people will get through through certain things. But when I go back and reflect and look at my own personal life, you know, I'm certainly able to see that I too wondered, you know, how I was gonna make it through uh, these certain situations and what the other side looked like. And I had no idea. I remember points in my life thinking, I just, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, one example was with, with children. Um, I have I have seven beautiful babies. Um, my oldest is 16 and my youngest is two. And I have four girls and three boys. And they are so much fun. I have a super big family. It is never a dull moment. Uh, but that was not always my story. And so in the beginning, I even wondered if I would be able to have kids. I had two miscarriages and I didn't know anybody else in my family that ever had them. So I remember just a season of life of wondering, will I ever have kids, you know, so I can understand and sympathize with women who may feel that way, who may struggle with infertility and who are trying so hard to have kids, but they just, you know, it hasn't happened for them yet and they feel hopeless. That's one of the reasons I wrote uh, my memoir, uh, Once Upon a Child, but I remember, that was a part in my life that I, I struggled deeply with, and then even in the in the middle of having kids, um, I I still had some miscarriages along the way. So I've had five in total. So anytime people uh, like if I go to the doctor and we're just talking about medical history, how many pregnancies have you had? You know, and I'm like, well, twelve. You know, and they're like, wow. But then the next question they'll ask is, well, how many living children do you have? And like each time they ask that question then i'm immediately reminded that yeah. wow i i lost 5 though you know and i yeah. and i love my 7 so much with all of my heart but the the aching and the longing to know the 5 are are still there yeah and and that's where i just have to trust in god in in his all and that he's all knowing And I may not know, I may not understand, but he does. Mm. And so a a big part of my faith walk has certainly been just leaning in and trusting in God, even when I don't know the answers or may not find out all of the answers on the side. So it has totally been a huge faith walk. There's that. And then there's also some other situations that I unfortunately endured in my life, a really traumatic um, situation that happened when I was in middle school, uh, where I was assaulted by um, a fellow classmate, and I'll never forget, um, like hanging three stories outside of a building with him, with him threatening to drop me, while he had me in his grip in a in a very uncomfortable way. Um, and this was a person that kind of like just tormented me constantly through school. Oh. So I was introduced to fear very early in my life, which I now realize that was just a a tactic the enemy was really trying to use to keep me isolated and quiet and it did make me hide quite a bit for mm-hmm. quite a while <laughs> in my life I mean head down I, I remember being in schools and and kids what what why do you always walk with your head down you know mm-hmm. I never would keep my head up I wouldn't smile very much you know i wasn't as as happy and so on as i as I am now yeah. it's very different when i was uh, throughout my throughout my school years and then even later on uh, when I was about 18 I moved out on my own I had encountered a really bad uh, sexual assault by someone that I had previously dated and that was awful and that was another thing that again the enemy tried to use to instill fear and, and to keep me hidden yeah. so those were a lot of things that I had to really trust the Lord with but certainly seek help as well too Um, so I am a huge advocate for speaking with mentors and counselors and pastors and people that you trust that can really help you unpack these things Um, but more importantly Christian people that will direct you to the word of God even when you don't understand and they may not even have the answers uh, but they know God is still good and it, it takes great strength I think in my opinion to endure some of the things that i did and still say "But god is still good yeah. right cuz there are some people that i talk to that that have given up after mm-hmm. just maybe a fraction of that and they're like i just don't know i, I don't know if i can still believe in good with so much evil yeah. you know in this in this world so but you know as as much as hardship uh, as hard as much hardship as there has been Um, God has also always shown himself in miraculous ways in my life. And I just choose to trust him with the good and with it all, even though I may not understand um, the not so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about being overcome by that fear and like going through life with your head down. What... Mm -hmm word of hope or encouragement might you have for someone who's in that place right now where they're so weighed down by the weight of either fear or guilt or shame? Um, what do you have for them? Absolutely. Um, just something that
0: God constantly reminds me of is that He is still here. He's still near. I think I think the enemy really tried to make me believe that God has abandoned my side or yeah. that he sort of left me just kind of on my own um, or even that it's my fault because I walked away. So I'm the blame. I walked away from God. So now I'm dealing with all of this difficulty because of my choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we don't always make the right choices. And I know that we don't always, you know, um, go on the path that, that, God may have, we may veer off in in a different direction, but I've just always known God to be there for us. Even even when we drift or are headed, I feel the Holy Spirit is just so is so cool the way He speaks to us and still and loves us and gently helps us to come back, you know, and reminds us, you know, of His goodness, of His faithfulness. You know, I had to hold on to those truths of who, of who God is. Right. And, and yeah. remind myself that he is, he is good. He is loving. He is kind. He is compassionate. You know, he, he loves me. You know, I am his child, you know, I'm his daughter um, and he won't leave or forsake me. I can pray anytime, anywhere. I can call upon his name, wherever I am. Yeah. However bad it is, whatever choices that I've been making, whatever, place I am in my life I can call him and he's here you know and that has always been a comfort for me um he's our rescuer he's our provider sustainer you know he's our peace in the midst of chaos and confusion it feels like in this world you know and just going back to the truth I really had to like literally had to go back to like the basics you know a few times in my life who, of who God is, you know, like, who yeah. is he? I mean, I know, but I need to read it again. You know, yeah. <laughs> I need to know again, let me remind myself of who he is and not believe the lies, mm. you know, from, uh, from the enemy. So yeah. I, I would encourage that he is good. And then he loves you, you know, and he is kind and he cares about you. You know, those are, those are some of the things I had to, to remind myself of.
1: Yeah. Do you have any, um, like, favorite verse that you go back to over and over again when you kind of need that reminder? Oh, my goodness. There's so many that I— I know. Just to to put you on the spot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) like whenever I get asked a question like that, all of a sudden my brain goes blank, and I can't think of a single verse.
0: (laughs) I know. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to— I know one. I I love the verses that talk about how he is, um, he is our shepherd Mm. um, and how he cares for us and that he'll never leave or forsake us. Um, I tend to lean a lot onto those as like big reminders that his, that he's near, you know, I think that just even looking at, you know, Moses and, and those guys back then, you know, God was near them. He could call, you know, they could call out to God and he was there, right? Yeah. And so it's the same God today that he was then, right? And mm-hmm. he never, never changes. I love that old hymn that says, um, I, think it's, I think it's in the, the song, Greatest Thy Faithfulness, I think. And I think uh, the lyrics, now it could be, please correct me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> All the lyrics, I think have the right one. But it, it said something about how he does not change like shifting shadows, mm. something like that. I yeah. think is a part of the lyric, and I love that part because our, you know, shadows change, you know, just depending on the direction of the sun, depending on the lighting and everything around us. But he's steady, and yeah. here, you know, and and has not left our side, you know, and then we can we can always call upon him so
1: yes amen (laughs) Amen. oh this is so good i just want to listen to that explanation over and over again of you just kind of walking through all those character traits of the lord it's like that is what we need to meditate on and remind ourselves of who he is yes and because of that like that we have that in us we have his power in us and so what do we really have to fear right He will never leave us. Um, Yeah, thank you for that. (laughs) My next question I was thinking about, you know, you talked about your season of infertility and waiting and, you know, desiring to have children. And so walking through these unmet longings, and I think that's something that's so relatable. Um, Whatever it is. People are longing for whether it is children or um, a husband or a wife or a job or a home or whatever it may be, and so I was wondering, what kind of like advice do you have for someone who is in that season of just like feeling like they're not hearing from God and they're just waiting and waiting and maybe kind of frustrated? Yeah and I totally
0: understand that. Believe me, I, I, I can recall, uh, when I was trying to get pregnant using those, um, what is it? You, you buy those basal thermometers to, yeah. <laughs> to like check. Cause I was talking to my doctor, doctor, how can I, how can I know when I'm like most fertile When I'm most ready, you know, to have kids. And I was very young. I mean, at that time, I think in my early 20s. And so I didn't know what to do when, and I was just so hurt in the waiting. I felt, I found myself so sad, um, and, and those, and, and those times, but I I really believe that even, even in our waiting, God is near and there's still much that we can still do while we wait. One example of that is this, and this really just, it blows my mind away. One of the, there was an author that I worked with that, also struggled with infertility um, for a season of her life, and she wrote a book. And I think the name of her book is called Miscarried Joy. And she did some research uh, in the Bible, uh, talking about the women in the Bible that um, also went through infertility, I believe, or struggled with, with having kids and uh and she decided you know god she believed god spoke to her and gave her and gave an encouraging word to her to share with others who are also in in the thick of it and the thing is she hadn't had kids yet she was still right in the midst of those feelings and emotions of trying of disappointment after disappointment, negative pregnancy tests after negative pregnancy tests, loss after another, and all of those things that are happening emotionally and physically to her body, yet she was still obedient to what the Lord had called her to do, wrote this book, had it published, and and then sometime later, you know, the Lord blessed her with her sweet baby, and I believe two kids, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But... It it blew my mind away that even in the midst of her still not receiving her baby blessing yet, that she was still so sure and so confident in who God is, regardless of if he chose to bless her to naturally have a baby or not. Mm. She just chose to still say, God, you are still good. Lord, I'm still going to be obedient and help and create this resource and share this book with other women who are going through this, even though I don't have what I would like to have, you know, the the outcome that I would like to have. And so that just, it totally blessed me. And then reminded me that again, even even in the thick of our waiting, God is still there in the waiting and we can still move and do and serve him with joy while we wait. And it doesn't take away from the true feelings that we really might have in the inside because we still feel pain and we still hope for, you know? Yeah. Well, while we're here, you know, and while we wait, Mm -hmm. you know, what can we do? Lord, what else, what can I do right now for you? Whom else can I serve? Where in the community can I go out? Who else can I help? You know, not only does that if that blesses us. It helps and to be a blessing to other people, you know. And it's honestly, to in my opinion, it's a form of, I mean, it's an it's an act of service or just a heart. Still have that heart of worship, you know, unto God to help, regardless of what we're currently experiencing. I believe God sees that. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, amen. That's good. That question was selfish. That was the reminder I needed, (laughs) just garnering all your wisdom. Um, So shifting gears just a little bit, I mean, but it's all connected. Um, Tell us about Create and Blossom. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. So Create and Blossom is a company that I created, um, What the Lord put it on my heart. um, Really, it was in 2020. But just to back up a tiny bit, I have been in this um, industry for a very long time, and I always trace it back to my oldest son, he's 16, because, again, that was the time I stopped working um, in higher education, and and I decided to really dive into the publishing industry then, and and that's meeting with mentors, that's that's, um, connecting with others in the publishing industry and learning and absorbing so much information about it, so I can learn what I needed to learn, write the books, and, and honestly, I didn't know right away that God would lead me to help other people. I just thought, Lord, I'm going to be your messenger. And I'm going to just say whatever it is you want me to say, you know, in these books, I'm going to encourage folks, you know, and, and just, you know, share with them your goodness. That was really my, uh, my thoughts. Um, I didn't know that God had other plans (laughs) and that it was going to be more than just me in the, in the books that he wanted me to um, write, but it was also going to be other, other people that I would, uh, later help. So I had launched a, another company when I lived in the Dallas area and for about, oh goodness, let's see, for a very long time, I think we had just maybe hit about 10 or maybe a little bit over 10 years before I moved to Waco uh, with me helping others publish, actually being a publisher and publishing their books. So so life happened. I moved uh, from the Dallas-Fort Worth area to Waco, which is where I currently am. And I honestly just went through a lot with being an entrepreneur. In the beginning, it was hard. I experienced a lot of growth really fast, but I did, I don't think I had the like the. Uh, amount of people I needed in order to function. But the, the people that were helping were wonderful. So I just, I never want to say I didn't have, because I had great help back then who really hopped on board to help me out. And we published over 200 books. Wow. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were interested and I was also teaching workshops and I was also, you know, helping with um, book signings and book events. And so I was heavily involved then, um, but it was just so much, it was so hard for me to take care of and and Experience another life situation back then, so I had to move, and so I stopped. And so I remember telling a couple of the authors I was working with, Well, I'm not so sure if I'm gonna come back, I, I think I'm just gonna focus on the books that God's given me. Maybe this was just that season, you know. Maybe, you know, and they were like, Sure, Kenesha, <laughs> <Okay>. I don't <laughs> right? They're like, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a break, but I think you're going to be back. They're like, there's no way. So many of them and majority of the books were Christian based books. So there are people with hearts for the Lord that really wanted to share what the messages they believe God had for them to share. And they would all say, this is, this is your calling. It's a purpose the Lord had given to you. There's no way you're going to just be able to lay that down. Okay. So you might be taking a break, but you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see. And and sure enough, in 2020, the Lord was like, it's time. He, he had that idea. And it was right when, right around the time when uh, COVID was starting to kick up again. At this time, I was working in a hospital and I had two little ones in daycare and I stopped working at the daycare. I mean, I stopped working at the hospital took the two little ones out of daycare because it was just so expensive. Then uh was home, but then the Lord was like, here we go. Now's the time you can relaunch it. And then it's, it's almost as if as soon as I said yes, then boom, doors started flying open again. People started saying, Hey, Kanisha, I have this book. You know, as soon as, I, and this is with not even with like marketing it or anything, so, okay, here I am, I'm back. <laughs> and then ever since then, you know, um, you know, I've just been committed to uh, continuing to help people share their stories. So at Create and Blossom, that is essentially what we do. I get to help people share their testimonies, write their books. Some have just ideas and they don't know how to get those, those down and to create a book. So I help them walk through that entire book writing process and then provide everything they need to have it produced and made. Um, And then even a little bit of help when it comes to marketing your books and everything, too. So I pretty much, you know, am am that one stop shop, as they say, (laughs) when it comes to telling your story and getting your book made.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, and I'll put a link to your website, you know, on the show notes and blog and all the places, because I think there is someone listening out there right now who is like, oh, I'm feeling like she's speaking right to me. Like I have a story in me. I have a testimony that I feel like God's been prompting me to share or whatever it may be. Um, so if somebody out there does have that, what would be the first steps? Just reaching out? Yes, absolutely. So right on, on um, our website,
0: com, we have, um, a, it's a button. Literally right, I think it's around the big graphic in the front that says you can schedule like a free Uh, consultation and so they would just click there and from there they can make an appointment select whatever day works best for them and then i'll get those directly so then yeah so i i always love to have that first initial conversation because they get to learn a lot about you know who they are what they would love to do and you know uh, why this is something that's important for them to do um, I can sure they get behind a heart. and again, most of the people that reach out to me, it's 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 missional. It's because they have a message they truly believe they were sent to share and they want to provide hope, you know
1: for other people. Mm, that's so beautiful <laughs> and so exciting. I love that you're doing this and that you're back. Yeah, You're you. it. your friends knew that it was only a seasonal break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they
0: they kept seeing it over and over. And I would say, oh, you know, I don't know. We'll okay, see. But we'll see. yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely that the Lord had it. And I can't deny it. I just I can't run for too much longer. God's like, OK, are you tired of running now is really the question. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, OK, I'll run. <laughs> yeah, he's been asking me that same thing. I'm like, I've been avoiding some things and it's like, nope, it's time to do it. Um, So yeah, that's, we can talk (laughs) offline. My listeners are like, she's doing it again. In the last episode, I kind of hijacked the conversation and it turned into like a little personal therapy session. Um, That's okay. Look, I'm here for it. But we are almost out of time. So my... Whatever, what ends up always being my favorite question is my last question that I always end with. What did I miss? What is a final thought or word of hope or inspiration or story that God is laying on your heart to leave us with today?
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you. First of all, I, I have to say that this has been such a joy to to meet you. When I saw you guys on there and and what you're doing with Collected Podcasts, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. I, there's just so many people, and in different pockets of the world that I believe God is, is doing incredible work at, those that really love him, that really want to help um, in the way that God had given them to do it is the sweetest thing to me and especially sweet now to see it to to have this conversation with you now I like, see your sweet face and oh, see your big I smile can't. and 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 know that you know God is doing incredible things through you so I hope that you oh. you too are you know inspired and encouraged you know but you know I I believe the verse when, when God says that we're all fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And I also believe that with that, it means that something special and, and unique that's there that he has for us a reason, you know, for our existence. I and mean, we don't just exist to exist. We do exist to glorify God, you know, in what we do. Um, and just really because he's good, you know, period. He's just good, right? And we and we here to, to glorify him and, and to worship him, but, but also to love our neighbors, right? As we love ourselves, mm-hmm. like that, that that commandment to be there for one another, to love and serve one another. I'll never forget hearing a pastor uh, talk about the one another's, you know, of the Bible. There's so many of them who we're supposed to be for others, you know, on earth. And so I, I hold on deeply to that. I think one of the reasons that I was able to continue to move forward despite the struggles and challenges that I endured is because I thought of other people, you know, and and I think I, I mentioned when I was in a therapy session, they uh, the counselor even asked me that question, you know, how are you able to still do while you know grow a business and and publish books and help other people while you have You know, we're internally still struggling with with PTSD because of the things that you endured and all of that. And I didn't really have an answer back then. I was like, well, honestly, I'm, I'm not so sure. I think it's because I still love God and because I, you know, just wanted to still be obedient to what he wanted me to do. But I think also because people out there need us to still use our voices and to still be and do what God has called us to do for them. So it had to be less of me and more of god and in our service to him how we inspire and help other people so yeah it is hard sometimes life is just tough it's tough sometimes in here with
1: seven children yeah. <laughs> i know, <laughs> I know. I know. we didn't even get, get to talk day. about that you know i know we <laughs> have got day. a lot going on
0: <laughs> yes spinning in circles lots of demands and, and everything with the children every single day Yeah, but God is good, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Amen. He and he's better than we can even imagine. Like good doesn't even begin to cover it. That's right. That is right. There needs to be a different word. I know. That is only used to describe like this exponentially good goodness of the Lord. I don't exactly. know what the word would be. You're, you're the writer. You can think of it. <laughs> All right, I'll find one. I'll, we'll think about that. We'll think of something. Um, well, thank you so much for being on today. This was such a delight. It was. Thank you so much for
0: having me. Loved
1: every single moment. You're a blessing. The Collected Podcast is sponsored in part by Beauty Counter. Use the link in our show notes to shop for all of your clean beauty needs and 10% of the profits will go directly back to benefiting the podcast. Also, use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off of your first purchase. I just loved that conversation with Kanisha and I'm just again I know I mentioned this in the beginning but I'm so blown away by God's provision because I was just saying like okay Lord I'm going to I'll do a solo episode and as I was praying about like what should I talk about where do you, what direction do you want me to go I was getting nothing and you know there was still time but I really felt like the Lord was saying just wait I have a plan. I was like, okay. Um, and then to get an email from Kanisha. And you know, she had found the podcast and we connected and started chatting. And I just knew, like, oh, this she is literally my answer to prayer. <laughs> God provided. Um, she was she was my manna from heaven. Um, so I'm very thankful that she was on and that she was so sweet and wonderful. Um, and her story is so powerful and such an incredible picture of God's restoration and and this idea that I kept thinking of as she was talking the phrase in my mind of the story's never over like when you're in the pit and when you're in the darkness and when you're walking through fear or unspeakable tragedy um that's not the end of the story and i've been in in my reading through the bible in the year i've kind of mentioned it i've been in the Major prophets, and now I've made it to the minor prophets, and the prophets have been a struggle, or they they were at first a struggle for me to get through because it was so much of God's words of this like impending doom and this wrath that He was going to pour out, and it just felt so heavy. And I I like to be light and airy, um, but God is so so much more multifaceted than I sometimes give him credit for. I like to focus on his love and his, um, you know, hope and restoration. And, you know, so reading all these passages about his judgment— was hard for me to reconcile at first. And as I was praying through it and, and continued reading, and it's this constant repetition over and over of what God's going to do and this destruction that the people are, are going to live through, or most of them not live through. Um, and I, I realized— that every time it's so repetitive, it's because God's trying to give them more chances to turn back to him and to repent and to show them his grace. And yet they continue to turn away from him. And so he, he has to carry out his consequences. He has to follow through on what he said he, he would do because he He is unchanging. He doesn't lie. He keeps his word. But the second we see the destruction, there's already a plan to bring the Israelites back. There's already a plan for redemption and and a returning to their home. And I think that is the beautiful picture of the love of the Father. When he does discipline, there's always the plan for redemption and restoration and bringing us back to him. Um, I mean, he never never leaves us. It's not like... yeah we, i don't bringing back makes this idea that like he left and then he's coming back but he never left um he's always there but he's always working for this plan of of redemption and so when we walk through hardships even even if it's not like the israelites where they turned their back on the lord you know you may be thinking like okay jess that's great but i didn't turn my back i haven't been on this path of idol worship and destruction like i am seeking the lord and i'm still walking through hardship then please know that god has not left you and that he sees the big picture and the big picture involves your good and a plan for your restoration and your redemption and this earth this our time on this earth is such a blip and His plan for your redemption is eternal. And so every hardship we walk through in this life, know that that's not the end of the story and that the devil doesn't get the last word and that you have eternal victory in heaven with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he knew this plan from the beginning, and he's been working for it through all of human history. And we get to have— the victory in the end. So that just gets me very excited. Um, So that is what I want to leave you with today, this hope and reminder that no matter how dark things, things seem, God is working out His plan for your good and for your redemption and for His glory. And we get to experience that glory for all of eternity with Him in heaven. So I hope you have a wonderful week. I am praying for you, and I'm sending you lots of loves, lots of love through the airwaves and across the miles, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries.